0: Me and Fortunes Betamax Dungeon. Welcome everybody to this week's edition of Betamax Dungeon with me, Mark Fortune. you got going to sneeze, are you? No, I'm not going to sneeze. Hey,
1: Mark. Hey, listener. Welcome to another banjo-obliterating, toe-defenestrating. What does that mean? Get down on your knees and hail uh, Kronos feasting on his children. Episode of the Betamax Dungeon. What was your name again? My name is Jamie Ball. Hello, hey, again. Mark. Hey, listener. <laughs> Welcome to some thrilling chatter about all horror. Right. All know. right, we've done oh, that. We've slimy done that.
0: dungeon of. Slimy dungeon. Is there anything going on in the dungeon this week, or is it
1: closed? No, it's pretty quiet. Um, I've not seen Eagle all week. He left me a cryptic note suggesting that he may have been considering buying a plane ticket to head out to Carpathia. And I've not seen him since I discovered the note. So, for the time being, it would appear there is just me and you back in the dungeon. Oh, my, you know, it may be temporary. Awesome. We may literally never mention him, or talk of him, or <laughs> reference him ever again. <laughs> but
0: don't be like that.
1: But he may. Who knows? He's a mystery. That little scrappy, lovable rogue of a misshapen
0: fool that he is. Listen, I uh, I was just warming to him, actually.
1: Well, he, help, he did help you out a lot.
0: Yeah, he keeps it tidy round here. Yeah, It's a mess now, look at it.
1: The Your t- chair in the book nook, he keeps...
0: Well, he keeps hooking stuff out the back of it.
1: Well, yeah, which is good. That that stuff would accumulate over time, and at some point you would end up having an uncomfortable seating
0: experience no, with just, all those I'd things. I've got all the, 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 the rats and the dead... Bear people out from behind it anyway that would have been fine is there a rat in it I don't no know it was a it. frog or something wasn't there wow. toad Colorado River Toad there we go Colorado River Toad see so, right, so if we've got no Dungeon News this week which is a bit of a shamelessness sorry about that um, <laughs> they don't, don't care. they don't care right I got some uh, I got a is it a movie news or a movie quiz movie news Ooh, quiz okay right I'm going to give you three films right right okay You've got to guess which one's the bullshit. Right, okay. Okay. Right. right. Okay. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I'll put a little jingle in there, sorry. Dwayne the What's his Why name? Why are you saying Dwayne? Dwayne, isn't it? No, it's Dwayne. Ha! <laughs> D Dwayne. 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 Dwayne the Rock Johnson is rumoured to be taking over a lead role in the Terminator franchise. Fact one. Fact two. Hang on. It, but that Dwayne, may, let me finish. But that may not be
1: a fact. Is it that may that not be okay, a fact. All. Right, yeah.
0: Dwayne Johnson is rumoured for a role in the next Predator movie. Okay. Fact three. Okay. Dwayne Johnson is rumoured for a role in the next Star Wars movie. Okay. One of those is bullshit. Okay. Have a guess.
1: Isn't he also rumoured to be playing poor Hollywood in a Hollywood version of Bake Off? possibly probably he's got his finger in every part all right i would say that, that it's a trick question in all three of those are true no okay he's not doing a terminator wrong okay he's
0: rumored to be in the running for a terminator
1: movie what is it, let me guess is he going to play the terminator
0: he'll mm-hmm. ruin that franchise as well like he's ruined everything else there's never one in there that's true he as didn't well. ruin wrestling no he didn't ruin wrestling wrestling Quite. was fine. That was
1: after he left is kind of when it all went downhill. Sorry. Okay, so which one is false, Mark? The,
0: the Star Wars one. The okay. Predator one is also possibly true.
1: What, in what would he play at that? What, like the Arnie character? Yeah, probably.
0: They'll probably go back that way.
1: Okay. They could say it in a different time. I think that's the way to go with Predator. I, say think it it was different...
0: a, I think it was a mooted rumour for Predators, actually.
1: What, like a whole band of hunting Predators.
0: No predators, as in the film *Predators*, a sequel to that, a direct sequel to that. Okay.
1: *Predators* was all right. Adrian Brody was miscast. Um, okay, so great John Dwayne John. <laughs> Sorry, Dwayne. <laughs> I've never, I've literally never had problems saying his name before. In I know life. it's I, Dwayne yeah, Johnson. It's Dwayne the jo- the rock, the jock. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Now I I couldn't a have choose chosen an, a simpler word, a I'm simpler a... name for you to re- mess up. All right. Okay. What's your thoughts on Dwayne Johnson doing stuff anyway? He's in everything. He is. He, do you think he ruins stuff? Yeah,
1: I don't dislike him that much, but he is in literally everything. In I want to like this Black Adam. I want to be excited. Now I'm dreading but,
0: it. I'm dreading
1: it. But. I, I like how Hawkman in Doctor Fate shows up, and Doctor Fate is played by Pierce Brosnan, which yeah, seems like a compelling
0: yeah bit that's, of casting. In it's mind. just the Dwayne Johnson. Apparently, he put the kibosh on Black Adam appearing in Shazam first.
1: Well, that that's it. That seems crazy to me as well because it almost seems like they're going to set up Black Adam is completely non-related to Shazam, which. You can't do that, can you? Yeah, because he's like that's, the antithesis that's of Shazam.
0: Dwayne Johnson throwing his weight about. That's Dwayne throwing his Johnson about. Okay. Dwayne. Dwayne. He 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 can't. Well, he just in every film I've seen him in, he he plays Dwayne Johnson.
1: Well, yeah, but then Clint Eastwood always played Clint Eastwood, and John Wayne always played John Wayne, and they made loads of awesome movies.
0: What awesome films has Dwayne made?
1: Give me a minute and I'll think of them. Uh was it Skyscraper? That oh, no, was entertaining. Come
0: on. Come on it was what?
1: entertaining. Alright, it, it would only be two or a three star movie in my mind. Mm. But um what were some of his earlier ones that he was in? Uh Welcome to the Jungle. Yeah. Is that the one uh, with Christopher
0: Walken? Yeah,
1: that's uh, a great Um
0: I okay, could they're all forgettable.
1: I'm sure well, they're forgettable to me at the moment because I haven't written any down because I didn't know that we were going to be talking at length about Dwayne Johnson.
0: Dwayne Johnson's Johnson. I don't, I don't particularly like him. I don't, I don't know. Well, then I don't, he's, not, he's, he's not, he's not, on the Tom Cruise level of dislike that I got. But
1: uh, you can't, you can't dislike Tom Cruise. He's a, he's a real solid box office draw. I Mark. know, but I, I've respect I can, that. I can watch, guy. A,
0: I, to be honest, I can watch a film with Tom Cruise in, but I do struggle watching films with. Dwayne. Jamie and Fortress, Beta Max What are we talking about this week, man? Well, we're talking about um, Deep Red, aka Profondo no Rosso. 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 Great title. Wait, there. Are you going to cut this bit? No, or... just okay. um, I've got a thing. So
1: um, wait. Well, I was just going to fill this bit of dead air. No, I'm, I'm ready. Okay. Deep Red. Okay. Dario
0: Argento's masterpiece. Yeah, an English jazz pianist living in Rome witnesses the brutal hatchet murder of a renowned psychic, that is quickly drawn into the savage crime. Okay, good synopsis. Brilliant. Yeah, it's exactly. almost like I read it off the back of the DVD B- Max. <laughs> yeah, it
1: was the it was the blow, and it was a, it's a cleaver that. It is a cleaver, Yeah, isn't it? it is blatantly a cleaver. Um, good synopsis, Mark. We're right into it. Um, this was your first Giallo, giallo film, yeah. Movie. So I feel I ought to give a bit of a... I mean, you know, as far as I understand it, my limited knowledge, i give you a brief kind of history of the giallo movie. Uh, so, uh, giallo in Italian uh, literally means yellow. Um... In Italy, uh, who done it kind of thrillers, those kind of novels, those sort of uh, pulpy uh, stories, they were always printed with yellow covers, they always had like yellow spines. Um, and it was a lot of kind of familiar authors to us, like Agatha Christie, stuff like that. But the paperbacks always were associated with the color yellow.
0: Is that because they aged quickly in yellow?
1: <coughs> no, the color yellow was that was. Just part of the design of the, the stories. I guess it just signified to like the person looking down a row of books what the what the subject matter was.
0: Quite lurid. Well yeah Exploitation.
1: Well that, that really came along with the films and I mean the films when we talk about Jalo Jallo movies were really kind of talking about the films, not so much the paperbacks. Right. And the films were heavily influenced by Psycho. Um, Psycho, as you know, came out in 1960. Um, Peeping Tom as well. Peeping Tom heavily influenced the Jallo. And they basically took the kind of whodunit Agatha Christie plot and just added like sex and violence. They added it like a like a like more of a horror ele- element. Also, to whereas,
0: whereas in an Agatha Christie book, they'd find somebody dead in a room in these you actually see them get deaded.
1: Yeah. They kind like, of horribly. Yeah, they they really yeah, the 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 uh, the murders the murders and how they take place are very stylized in mm. giallo films and you can kind of see how um, a lot of giallo films were kind of forerunners to like the slasher films that we were into in the 80s. In giallo films, you know, I mean they're they're an Italian you know, they're Italian films. Um so, in this country, in, in America, they weren't that wide at the time, they weren't that widely available. Right. Only kind of come to them later. But you can see how they were, in a way, they filled the gap between you had Psycho in 1960. Yeah. And then you kind of had like a, a run of Jalo films that led into sort of the mid 70s. Deep Red come out in nineteen seventy-five and then you were kind of getting into like the golden era of like the slasher then.
0: Was is it David Hemmings? Was he in a few of these? Um well it, he was in uh Ant-
1: Antononi's blow up. Right. Um which if anything was like an anti Jallo it uh it didn't present any kind of solution. Um, it presented a mystery, but it wasn't about resolving the mystery it wasn't about revolve resolving who who had actually done it um so uh is movies really influenced by psycho um so to, it started just
0: like late 60s and did they end in the 70s or 80s well it, well it, um
1: started early 60s what is regarded as really like the first proper Jallo film was Mario Bava's The Evil Eye, right. uh, which came out in 1962. Um, that's generally seen as the first sort of proper Jallo film. Uh, Who Done It? Um, sex and Violence is kind of amplified a bit for the time. Um, Mario Bava later did uh Blood in Black Lace, yeah. which was more of a refining of it, and that was where there was the introduction more of uh, the victims were always very fashionably dressed, and it was I think it was set in like a fashion house. Right. So that style, that elegant style of the victims, suddenly kind of came. Uh, just one of the themes, one of the sort of yeah. um, characteristics of of Jalo films. Um, then. Dario Argento came along yeah. in 19 sort of seven, 70 um and he released three films that were kind of uh, they're regarded as the animal trilogy. So he did The Bird with the Crystal Plumage yeah. in 1970. He did uh, Cat and Nine Tails in 71 and he did Four Flies on Grey Velvet also in 71. So they were they were easy to kind of produce these films. I mean, right. they had limited uh, kind of budgets, but um, it was really kind of sort of about the actors and story.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, about the, the way it was filmed. Um, he, he moved away from the genre. He released them in like 70 and 71. And that was when it really, in Italy, hit a boom. Uh, there were so many imitators. And you had all kinds of, Uh, other really pretty solid directors that were putting out Giallo films. Uh, You had like Sergio Martino, uh, Umberto Lenzi, Lucio Fulci. Yeah. Luciano Ercoli. Um, Never heard of him. They are all pretty prominent directors. Um, They were very much following what Mario Bava and Dario Argento had already done. And they kind of followed the themes, they followed the template that had been put down. They all had amazing titles. I'm just gonna give, to give you a read about five titles. I got more than five. I'm just gonna give you a quick rundown I'll okay. do it. Okay. Um, so they they tended to have like real convoluted kind of titles. And because of the psycho influence, there would always be when the when the killer was unmasked, there would always be uh, sort of um, Pseudo-psychosexual reason. There'd always be like some kind of Freudian m- reason why the killer was deranged. Right. It would kind of explain it all. Um so this gave way way to some of the titles which were all just again, just kind of convoluted. Read the titles out, come on. Okay, alright, <laughs> stop hurrying me out <laughs> no. Uh Case of the Scorpion's Tale. Oh yeah. All the colours of the dark, Mark. What? All the colours of the dark. Okay. Uh, seven blood-stained orchids. Strip nude for your killer. Okay. Your vice is a locked room, and only
0: I have the key. That's not a title to a film. Your vice is a locked room, and only I have the key. That's got to be some weird translation of it or something, isn't it? That, torso. Get... Well, torso works. Black Belly of the Tarantula.
1: All Colours of Black. What's it? All the Shades of Black? All the Colours of the Dark. Uh, Don't Torture a Duckling.
0: No. Death Walks in... Wait a second. Did somebody not say that phrase in Deep Red? Don't Torture a Duckling. Something about a duckling. I don't remember that. Anyway, carry on. Death Walks in High heels. Of course he does. Uh, the Short Night of the Glass Dolls. Of course it is. Great titles. They are great titles, apart from the really long one about being in a room. Your voice is a locked room and I only have the key. Yeah, that's terrible. I don't That is that. terrible. That's a good movie. It's got... Um,
1: it's got it, Edwidge Fennec in it. Who's that? She's kind of... Of the, of the whole Jalo subgenre. she was like the main actress, go-to kind of... She was an early screen queen. She She predominantly featured in a lot of these jallows. In so she was brilliant as well. She's a little bit like Barbara Steele that she could play the victim, the yeah. wide-eyed victim, and she could also play the kind heartless. of like the heartless, nasty femme fatale kind yeah. of type. And she just appeared in a lot of them. Um so did uh, Susan Scott uh and uh, George Hilton appeared in quite a few sort of
0: a relatively ways. Does Hemmings turn up in a lot of them or not so much. Did this... he do a lot of... We'll get onto the cast in a bit. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll, we'll talk about well, that. He, when we'll get to well, the
1: cast. Well, Argento had kind of... He he did his f- trilogy of free Jallo films, the Animal Trilogy. They came out in 1771. There was a huge boom and Argento moved away from it. He went and did... I think he directed a, a TV programme that was well-received. I think it was Door Into Darkness. And he made a political comedy that wasn't very well-received at all. So in 1975, he made a return to the Giallo film, and in a lot of ways, Deep Red kind of bookends the golden age. Like It started in the early 60s. In 75, this kind of really was was where it stopped. There were Giallo films after. Argento made a few more after this. But that was like was the golden. The that was the heyday. It was the peak. Yeah, and in many ways, this is seen as like as the ultimate Jalo film. It kind of um, it's like the final word on it. Okay. And you've not seen it before, no? You?
0: No, I. Um, I really enjoyed it, to be honest. Um, it lost me a little bit in the middle, but then then a murder happens. You're like, oh, it's a bit of much. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty gruesome for the yeah, time, 1975. Like gru- well. Yeah, I mean, when you think that was made in 1975, and you've got, within five years of that, you've had Halloween and um, Friday the 13th and the, the American Slashers. You can see the influences. Yeah, yeah. But they're so different.
1: Yeah. Um, but it always fascinates me how a uh, uh, Jalo films, were re- they were really influenced by Psycho. Yeah. Um, you know, it... The, it exploded really and that psycho the psycho element is key to how the Jalo movie kind of unfolded um, and then in a way what they took away from Psycho ends up going back, back to America. America
0: yeah
1: out of Europe back into America and then starts influencing the likes of halloween and i mean john carpenter was clear it, i mean you can't deny that he wasn't no, influenced not. by deep red the like the point of view camera work the soundtrack the uh goblin do the soundtrack music to this yeah and i mean it is i mean it blows
0: your it socks blows off. your socks off doesn't you it don't it's almost like a porn film at some point yeah
1: But it's it's hard to what kind of music is that? Is that like kind of jazz proggy rock, jazzy proggy rock?
0: Yeah. Well, Goblin were a prog rock band, weren't they?
1: I kind of get I kind of get what you mean as well when you say it's almost a bit like a porn film. Yeah. Because early on, when that soundtrack kicks in, it's when you're at the like the killer's lair.
0: Yeah. And
1: he's got like a much like the table you've got in front of us. It's got like a black tablecloth over it
0: yeah it's
1: an insanely extreme close up going on isn't it Or the
0: gloves and everything
1: well yeah the gloves and all this like childhood toys and like voodoo dolls made out of string yeah and uh, you see weapons and they're really kind of it's kind of heavily fetishised, isn't it? The, yeah. The belongings of the killer. The gloves, when they zip on the black gloves. Black gloves are a massive Jallo motif. I, I wouldn't be able to get anything done with them gloves on. They look really thick and cumbersome. <laughs> well, yeah, they're not, yeah.
0: They're like motorcycle gloves. I mean? guess
1: if you're going to whack someone with a hatchet, they're all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, the soundtrack
0: is amazing. In, I mean sometimes it doesn't distract from the film but it's just because we're used to ding 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 because we're used to that but there's even an element of that you can see yeah I can see but we're used to like like a band breaking out when there's a killer lurking around it doesn't distract it it fits with a movie it fits with everything because it's a big bright colourful film for a for for more of a better phrase a, a type of slasher
1: yeah
0: um but it, it fits, but it's it took a bit of getting used to. After yeah. what I mean, used
1: yeah, it is really. Um, I I like that it's kind of almost a little bit. Um, j- um, it is jarring, and it's yeah. supposed to, and it kind of it gets it just gets your blood blood pumping, mm. and you know that you're in for something when it yeah. kicks off, and um, we should maybe I don't know that we mentioned it early on in the credits. You've the film starts, yeah, and you the credits are just those kind of white, quite slim. It's a slim font, white yeah. font on just plain black. Yeah. Midway through the credits, you get a really weird kind of shot where the the camera doesn't move. The camera's on the ground, so I get. I guess that makes it a Dutch angle, it? the yeah. camera's on the ground, and you see a murder in quite silhouette. A yeah. yeah, but basically a silhouette of a murder. And then you realise that the camera has been so positioned that when the murderer drops the knife, it lands right in front of the camera. Yeah. Then it just goes back
0: to the... Well, there are some feet up here.
1: Yeah, some children's feet appear, and then it just goes back to the credits. <coughs> it reminded me a little bit of Nope. Really? With the chimp. Yeah
0: my yeah, yeah 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 no, a little bit mention it yeah of that, that well, there's, kind some, of, there's some shit going on and, and you're you,
1: not really being shown're not it. being you, shown you it. think you know or you think you've got an understanding of what's occurred but at that point in deep red you've no idea no. how that is going to tie into any of the plot um if anything it's a signal to the audience to kind of say why well, you you have no idea what is coming just yeah you know.
0: there's a there's a slight discrepancy about that scene and the ending as well
1: i noticed. Okay. Well, we'll get to that when we'll we get, get to, to the end then. To remind um,
0: me of it because I don't
1: want to forget that. So, well, I'll try and remember. Try and remind yourself, Mark. Um,
0: so, do we spin through the cast quickly? Or is it just David Hemmings and some...
1: Well, no, no. Uh, uh, David Hemmings is like the main character. He's a pianist. Yeah. Marcus Daly. <laughs> Why
0: did he say it like
1: that? Pianist.
0: <laughs> He's struggling with it.
1: Uh, no it's, it's one of them words um, and uh, Daria Nicolodi plays Diana Brazzi the hard nosed journalist yeah um, and she ended up marrying Dario Argento oh right she was in a few of his films but they ended up I think it was. All... is she the mother of um... Asia I think she's the mother of Asia Argento right. I may be wrong I apologise if I'm wrong I think she's the mother of Asia right okay Um, you can, they kind of look, yeah,
0: you can see, I may, uh, again, if I'm wrong,
1: I don't know, I'm, I'm really wrong, but they,
0: well, should we fact check that now? Yeah,
1: okay, Okay. you might want to stop this. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, yes, it is a mother.
1: Okay, yeah, you can see that there is a slight resemblance. There is a very, they've got
0: the same nasal nose. Uh,
1: uh, Masha Merrill plays Helga Ullman, the psychic. Yeah. And neighbor. Uh, (laughs) Gabrielle Lavia plays Carlo, and Claria Calamai uh, plays Carlo's mum, uh, Marta. Who plays Carlo? Uh, Gab Gabrielle Lavia. Okay. Why? Why? How would you pronounce that?
0: No, no, no! You've done really well there. Why well, struggled? No, you've done really well. As soon as you. Struggle with Dwayne. Now, <laughs> you see you struggle with Dwayne Johnson for Christ's sake. You was you were saying Dwayne. I yeah, was trying to be funny, but it didn't work.
1: So uh Deep Red's got a great setup. That was brilliant. Great setup. Um we, we 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 have the credits, there's that weird little brief bit in the credits. Then we're briefly introduced to Marcus Daly, David Hemmings, yeah. And he's a pianist and He's talking to his jazz band and he's basically saying to them that...
0: Is he not a teacher?
1: Yeah, but... Yeah, but it's... Yeah, okay. These may may very well be students of his, but, you know, it's the band he's working with and he's basically saying that they sound a little bit too clinical, a little bit too polished, too clean, and he wants it a bit rougher around the edges. Yeah. Which uh, is an interesting kind of thing because this film... Is so clinical and polished. Yeah, certainly for his time. E- every angle, every shot, every composition of every shot seems to be so well uh, staged. Yeah, um, th- th- that's an interesting thing. So, so we're interested. So we're introduced, sorry, to David Hemmings, uh, and then suddenly we're at uh, parapsychology. Yeah, conference, and it's set.
0: Threw, it threw me a bit. I wasn't expecting that.
1: Well, it's set in an old. It's set in an old theatre. Yeah. and you kind of the camera, uh, that gliding camera, that POV thing. Yeah, is sort of ushering the audience in. In uh, deep red curtains open, and you're in the auditorium, and basically, it's a conference of psychics, and. We're introduced to Helga Ullman, the psychic. She's brilliant. She so sells this this scene that she's in. It's so well done. Um, uh, uh, Masha Miral, her name is, I believe. I hope that's about right. But um, she's brilliant. Um, She's basically a psychic. Yeah. And there's a killer in the audience. You Know she can sense she can sense that, that, that there's a, some malign, she,
0: she can hear a, a child's music, children's music,
1: yeah, creepy children's music that we heard earlier on yeah. in the opening credits, uh, yeah, and yeah, just horrible, nasty thoughts. Um, she freaks out and her her acting, her like, I mean, she's real chewing the scenery,
0: there, yeah. Doesn't somebody in the audience get up and walk out?
1: Someone gets up and leaves. Uh, and that, that's when we see the black gloves. Yeah. And then later on, as Helga Ullman is leaving the theatre, she's talking to one of her associates, and she's saying, you know, yeah, I was really scared. Uh, when it happened, I couldn't quite get my head around what I was sensing. But when I get home tonight, I'm going to write down everything that occurred... And I'm pretty sure I know who the killer is. This is all happening while we're given like a point but of that, view, shot. Sure.
0: Up until this time, there's been no murders? No, no, no. Was she... I, was she oh. But she's going, I'm going to tell you who he's going to kill? No, she just... She knew who the person was in
1: the audience. And I guess the person in the audience... We know that the, the killer... Was in the audience. <coughs> Well this is an interesting thing, is it? Basically it just uh validates psychic psychic phenomena. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Was Helga Olman psychic? Yeah. Yeah. She was psychic. She identified a killer in there a killer is in our midst. She identified a killer. Was gonna was gonna write down what happened and give the chap the name the yeah. following day, which is a a little bit of a stretch, but um the killer overhears this.
0: Go to the police station, do it now.
1: Yeah, or just tell him there just and then. Just tell him there and then. Yeah. Okay, but well she didn't do that. She wanted to go home and rest. Well, she wanted a bath. So she goes home
0: uh, and she gets brutally murdered. Brutally murdered? Yes, brilliant. Ah! It's a bit of a weak scream she does when she first. <laughs> it's alarming that how it
1: is. A... Ah! Because a... she recoils from the door to begin with. There's a knock, the bell goes, yeah, and the I'm doorbell sorry. goes. She gets to the door. Excuse me? Yeah, it's like she obviously has a psychic flash. I yeah. say, obvious. I'm guessing that's what a psychic <laughs> yeah. flash is. Oh, there's someone on the other side who wants to kill me. Yeah. She doesn't open the door, but then, bizarrely, the door isn't locked anyway. No. So the front door just literally gets kicked in, and then we're just right into the Cleaver murder.
0: Yeah.
1: It's a great... For 1975, that was pretty hardcore gore.
0: Yeah. Did For the ratings... Did they have to brighten up the blood? Because Bru- the, blood, the blood is ridiculous. It's like paint, in it? Well, it's very it, red. Yeah, I mean, it's blood in that red.
1: No, it isn't, Mark.
0: It's like technicolour red, isn't it? Um, it Yeah. It's um, not... It, yeah. Ironically um, enough, it's not a deep red.
1: Well, it is kind of a deep red. No, it's, it's very... Bright red. It looks it's
0: bright red. It's very
1: bright crimson. Paint. Um... But, again, for 1975... Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are effectively
0: gruesome... There's a good uh, hatchet on the back. Yeah. Um, and then he, he gets his so head smashed on... The neck smashed on the window. Well, before we get to that,
1: we, we're we back with the pianist. We're back with David <laughs> Heming, Heming,
0: and His name's Marcus, isn't it? Marcus Daly. Yeah. yeah. Let's just call him and Marcus. Don't, I can't sit here all night and watch you say pianist. He like, is a pianist. Oh, God. Uh,
1: that whole... Bit of him walking through the piazza, yeah, is amazing. It looks great and, doesn't it. Yeah, and the uh, the bar at the far end is a complete uh, Edward Hopper. Yeah. Uh, is it the Nighthawks? Yeah. Of the restaurant,
0: what with the is the Nighthawks? The one with the is it Marilyn Monroe in it? Is that what I'm thinking of? I don't think so. Let me just pause it a minute. What was the name of that painting? Nighthawks. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there they're right, there is a, there's one called Legends. Boulevard of Broken Dreams and it's got Marilyn Monroe, Elvis Bogart, is it? And uh Jimmy No, it's not Jimmy Stewart, is it? He's only died in a car crash. Oh, okay, but that's just like a But bit, that's a rip off of it. That's yeah, a cheesy yeah. rip off of Jeez, Edward mother. Hopper. Is
1: it oh, Edward Hopper? Yes. Yes. Okay. I mean, it, it's it looks fantastic. Yeah, it looks this film. Um, David Hemmings is in the piazza. He we we're introduced to his drunken friend, Carlo. another another pianist called Carlo, um, and uh, we're already kind of introduced to kind of how they may be a mirror image of one another. They may be like. Uh, two sides of the same coin.
0: Yeah, they put them on either the side of the screen, didn't they? they yeah, they do. Yeah, in a, in a when, when they part,
1: when they part ways, they do. But even earlier on, um, you know, not only do they both play piano, but Carlo points out that Carlo does it for a living. He just yeah. does it to make a living. Whereas he regards uh, David Hemmings' character as bourgeoisie. He's doing it just for the love of it. He didn't. He's not doing it because he needs to do it. He does it because he loves it. The way they're dressed as well is also kind of like a mirror image. Um, David Hemmings has got like a white suit and a black shirt on, and Carlo is wearing like a white shirt in a black suit. Right. Um, Carlo's really drunk, got a real drink problem. They are, they're obviously friends. They enjoy one another's company. They they have an exchange of words. They hear a scream in the piazza. Yeah. And Carlo goes back to work at the dentist. Dennis, Edward Hopper inspired bar in yeah. the piazza he goes back to work there to play the piano david hemming's returns home and as he's walking towards home he looks up at the building and he sees helga olman at a window basically get brutally murdered with a cleaver
0: yeah i know had jammed onto the glass
1: it's disappointing because it's so obviously a dummy well... And I think even back then, it was obviously a dummy. And it's still a gruesome murder when she actually falls on the glass and everything. Yeah. You do wince. It's yeah, it's pretty...
0: all, every murder in this thing is wincey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's There's only a good. wincey one later on. They made oh, yeah, they yeah, made yeah, my teeth yeah.
1: Yeah, 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 Oh, brilliant. Um, yeah, we'll get to that one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, he sees this and uh, Marcus Daly goes running back into his apartment building runs upstairs uh, goes into Helga Ullman's apartment who right. you know as we find does out does he
0: see the do you see him see the picture that he's talking about because he can you remember There's, he says oh, this, this is the whole crux of the film Mark. yeah you're asking me whether the film cheats or not yeah
1: didn't you go back and look no
0: what really? No, I didn't. Okay, we'll
1: get to that. <laughs> so So he runs into the apartment and it's an unusual apartment, you know, Helga Ullman the psychic, oh, God she's bless rich. her. Well, she's, she's got some crazy taste in artwork. Oh, it's mental taste. The, the walls have just got crazy artwork on. It's kind of almost a little bit of a sensory overload, which yeah. I think is what the director is going yeah, for. Yeah, I think that's the point. So he goes running in. It's a crazy apartment. There's all these weird paintings. He goes in. He finds Olga dead, calls the police. He sees someone leaving the building, doesn't he? He mm. looks out the window. He sees someone with, like, a black, wide-brimmed hat. Yeah. Leather jacket. He long also leather. sees
0: Carlo down in the corner. Yeah,
1: Carlo is also hanging around the bar. Um then we see the police. The police arrive, and this is also when we're introduced to uh Daria Nicolodi's character, yeah. Gianna, the, the reporter. Um, and when the police are there, when he's talking to him, he kind of says that he feels like he he's missed something like there's something is changed. When he first ran down the hallway, he feels like he saw a painting or there was something. That it changed, yeah. When he was seeing it yeah, there, he with didn't the, use police. Ask
0: the copper, did anyone move any paintings?
1: Yeah, and the and the copper, the, I mean, the coppers are kind of being painted as like real buffoons, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, he's just shoveling food in his face and saying, well he silly didn't
0: things. really give a shit, does he? He just wants to get pretty clueless, yeah.
1: Um, so Marcus ends up this is kind of the nub of the film. Marcus is kind of haunted by yeah. what he thinks he may or may not have seen, and him in. Carlo, later on that night, he goes back out into the piazza. He's chatting with Carlo. There's that fantastic shot of them at either ends of the screen. Yeah. And the fountain is kind of... Central. Take a sense It looks fantastic. It does look great, yeah. Um, Every shot, so well composed. Um, And Carlo kind of says to him some... He's drunk but they're relatively philosophical kind of things that he said to him that, you know, you, um, truth to you is what you've seen. That doesn't necessarily mean it's the truth. And if you've seen something and you can't remember it, maybe it was something important, you know, maybe that's why you can't remember what you saw. Um, and so we know we're kind of in that kind of category of where we're talking about things of like where the, um, the eye plays tricks on the mind. You yeah, know, you, what you see can't always necessarily be tracked. and it it uh, it's a recurring motif in Argento films. This idea of memory and um, the the solution to the mystery is there, there in your mind, if only you could remember it. Suspiria hangs on a, a, in a thunderstorm. Someone hearing another character say something in a doorway during a, a thunderstorm. Right. And it's only later on that they get the significance. So it's a recurring sort of Argento theme that he had going on there.
0: Okay. Then what happens?
1: Uh, well, so Marcus Daly and Gianna Brazi uh, are kind of...
0: He's, he's hooked. He wants to... Because he doesn't... He's not involved... But 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 like you said, because of the this thing he's got on his head, he, he needs to keep going and looking into what's happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, like he's got no reason to really, is he? he? No, could just, but he, it, he could just be off on his merry way. Yeah, yeah.
1: But it happened in his building, and you know he he was. I mean, he ended up being kind of involved. He ended up going in there and getting yeah. Helga off the pain of glass that she semi severed her neck on yeah so I guess he kind of felt involved Any he, he the police he, not question him yeah he was we, we see him questioned by the police
0: I thought they just dealt with that real quick
1: well yeah but he yeah I know what you mean but you know <laughs> I, he clearly wasn't the killer um, but yeah he's haunted by what he, he can't remember he hmm. knows that he's seen something important and he can't remember um so he hooks up with the he's questioned by the police. He hooks up with the reporter with uh, Gianna Brazzi There's chemistry between them to begin with. They meet up at the funeral for Helga. Yeah. And uh Gianna points out some of the other people there that are attending, like some of Helga's associates that yeah. were there on the night. And uh, immediately there's a very interesting dynamic between Daria Nicolodi and David Hemmins. Um, she's tough and like forthright and he's very kind of, um, what's the word? He's kind of nervous, isn't he? He's kind oh, of yeah, a nervous... Yeah. Not just because of what's happened, but just his character, and he he says to her several times, like you know, he's an artist, he's a yeah. musician, he's just got a nervous disposition. But the film really kind of confronts another Argento kind of theme, which is the idea of sort of modern man um, having their masculinity kind of taken away from them, or feeling that their what what defined them. He's changed, you know, I mean... they uh, have an arm wrestle, don't they?
0: Yeah, yeah. And she smashes the shit, shit out of him.
1: Well, she does kind of lift her elbow off the table. You're a cheat! Yeah, yeah, that's funny. You're a
0: damn cheat!
1: So it's, it's kind of played for laughs, but you're kind of... in the audience is kind of asked to laugh at him as well. Yeah. Um, because he's clinging on to that very old fashioned idea of masculinity of you know a man being a man and women are the fairer sex well, women are weaker is kind of yeah, one of the things literally that he
0: he literally said you are the weaker sex
1: yeah um
0: that's when they ask you oh are we
1: yeah and she uh she's brilliant she even kind of sort of um she uh, initiates the kind of initial moves on him. I mean, she's kind of aggressively flirting with him, pretty much from the outset, um, and is asking him out. And you know, it, it's yeah, the, the lady which is making the move on him. The,
0: the version I saw had a lot of that cut out. That um, the romance side of it, for some reason, don't know why.
1: Well. I, I, yeah, I've no idea. I think for a lot of the um, American sort of versions in that, where they really just wanted to get more to get on with the thriller element. I mean, it is quite a long film. I think for even for a Jalo, it's relatively long. So I think the, for the American audience, they maybe cut it back a bit. But um, those scenes are all really interesting. They all just kind of subvert. They're already subverting the trope of the final woman in a way, the final girl, yeah. even before slasher films had got to that. Um, David, in a lot of Argento's films, same with The Bird with the Crystal Plumage, which had a similar plot structure, kind of followed the same kind of beats as this film. Um, it's very much about a modern day man. like It's all, all good and well having um, women's liberation or uh, you know the uh, a feminist movement as much as you can support that there was a, there was a time back then maybe even still now where some men are saying well that's all good and well that's fine but if so what is our place so if women can go out and earn a wage if women can live their life as they want to if these certain aspects of what we felt were important if they're taken away what makes us a man now? You know, I this you know I'm, this is just my way of saying what he's trying to confront, that kind of, um, where does a man go? You know, what, what makes a man a man if the things that a man thought made him a man aren't there anymore? If a woman is saying, we don't want you to be like this anymore, we don't want you to be the breadwinner, we don't want you to protect us, um, right. we don't want you to be the
0: provider... Um, well, what what we should do is go out and earn money and just carry on, but not do all that other stuff.
1: Yeah, it's no, no. I,
0: I, I don't think it's that difficult. No,
1: really. no, no, I'm not. I mean, Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to fall down on either sense of it. I mean, this film was made a long time ago, Mark, yeah, yeah. But, Um, And let's be honest, In it, it, from my point of view, what he's trying to say is a noble He's coming at it from a good angle. He's kind of saying, like, well, I support this. You know, w- women's roles are changing. Women no longer want to just be housewives or just do what their husbands say. They, Women want lives of their own, I and mean, why shouldn't they? Yeah. But the, the other side of that is now that there's a whole swathe of men in, OK, they've been wrong. But now they're realizing oh yeah I've been wrong yeah so what make what defines me as a man what makes me a man now and there's still that argument is still going on now you know you can't well you, you can't say it isn't men are still dealing with that certain um certain types of male psyches are still trying to get to grips with that um I,
0: I'm not. I'm not sure. Okay, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, no, because I haven't. I, I. I don't know. I don't worry about what other men are thinking. I just worry about myself, and I'm fine that way. I'm not worried about it. I'm just talking about it. Yeah, but I don't know what. 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 what I d-
1: but this film deals with that, doesn't it? This film is dealing with the issues, the social issues that were going on at the time, and in 1975. Yeah. The roles were changing. Women's liberation, the feminist movement, was a lot more predominant. And this film is dealing with that. He, this character, isn't your traditional male hero in the film. He needs saving by her. She saves him like what two or three times. He picks up a phone and rings her and yeah. says, "I'm trapped in my apartment by the killer."
0: There's yeah, a reason. There's yeah. a
1: reason why that is all in there. And I mean, he's talking about. An issue, he's not necessarily talking about it in a negative way, he's not necessarily saying, you know, women's lib is bad. All he's saying is, it's making a change for men, and there are a lot of men that can't that are just a bit lost at the minute. But well, he coped
0: all right because he phoned a woman up,
1: yeah, he did phone her up, but then
0: then he got pulled out of a burning building by her,
1: but then. There's also an argument that's been made that Marcus Daly, being the other side of the coin to Carlo, is gay. And as we find in the course of the film, Carlo's gay. Um, Carlo appears to be kind of struggling with it, doesn't he? He's maybe in a little bit of denial, or can't quite deal with it. That all turns out to be a red Red herring. herring. There's a clever red herring. Because you think, ah, that's why he's drinking all the time. That's why he's drunk. Carlo's gay, and he can't admit it to himself. He can't deal with it.
0: Oh, he's drinking for another reason.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, But, again, it's that the argument is made that maybe Marcus Daly is a repressed homosexual. That's why when he's dealing with Gianna, that's why he's making such a big thing about being a man and the man being stronger and of course the man will win an arm wrestling contest yeah and he can't handle losing he can't do she's a cheat it's not that he lost she's
0: she's a cheat he was struggling anyway
1: oh yeah 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 he was struggling anyway so uh so let's get on with the kills uh what's the next kill it's the author isn't it uh the bathroom kill
0: yeah and it- influence Halloween too at all oh big time oh that uh and there was a point in that where they set the whole they set the whole scene up she's there's an author we won't worry about how we get there there's an author in a house
1: yeah
0: uh, she sees a neighbor Rigoretti yeah she sees a neighbor off. She's is she the
1: author of the the book about the folklore yeah that's all a that is a massive bloody
0: a, yeah, the,
1: the, there's a picture of the house. Yeah. But the woman author, what she never went to the house no. and discovered what he ends up discovering. No.
0: But yeah. The, but the, is it not the picture in the book is different to the picture he finds later on? And he he's looking at it going. Oh. Yeah, because there's yeah. a wall up, up room. Room. Yeah, There's, the, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a a window missing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that when you look back on it, there was no point in her dying. Really. No. But well, he was, but he was going to visit her, so I guess it
1: was just to eliminate the opportunity that he could talk to her. This is again, this is one of those films where the killer is always like five steps yeah. ahead of like the guy investigating. If the killer
0: was that far ahead of him, why did the killer just kill him?
1: Well, there is
0: not. <laughs> well, he did. Well, the killer did try to earlier on. Yeah. There is an attempt made on Anyway, bathroom kill. She's in the house on her own. She's got some minor birds. Oh, we've got that pulsating soundtrack yeah, again. Yeah, it kicks it just... in. You're like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. I <laughs> swear, Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, and it was... Um, it's really loud as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. That no, music, it's really loud. And it kind of...
1: It, it cheats the audience a little bit. And we'll get to this later on. Generally, Deep Red is a movie that doesn't cheat the audience. In a lot of giallo films, kind of cheat the audience. I'll explain what I mean as we get to it. Right. This film doesn't, but then, having said that, there are a couple of occasions where it really does almost kind of cheat the audience. Right. And this is one of them where the killer appears behind the lady. And you think, like, she's locked in her room... She's backed off into a corner. The music kicks in. Yeah. She stands up. Don't a bird fly at her? she? She stabs stabs the bird bird, bird, with a knitting
0: needle. needle. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That whole knitting needle thing made me think of Halloween. Yeah. Uh, She stabs a minor bird. Well,
0: the the killer's in the house because when she comes back in the house from seeing her neighbour, or is it the the cleaner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She sees a cleaner. Elvira, the cleaner. And uh, she comes back in the house and there's a doll hanging up. By a noose. Yeah, children's doll. Children's hang doll home. hanging up by a noose. I mean, Pretty
1: she's... creepy. Why did she just leave? Go and run after the bus. Yeah. And. Okay, yeah, yeah, so. She did, she did run accidentally. She? she tried to get hold of the. Yeah, she the... might have gone out and the bus had gone and then she goes back in and then she ends up kind of huddling in a corner in a bit. Oh, then the it? music kicks in and it is literally throbbing, yeah. pulsating music and then she decides to get up and kind of find out what's going on and then suddenly the killer's behind her yeah and the killer takes her into the bathroom smashes
0: her face against some of the tiling yeah runs a scoldingly a hot. hot bath that you know I'd see the plumber actually because your water shouldn't come out that hot that I don't is know, I mean, mental in the
1: winter that'd be an that awesome bath that is mental it is really hot a really hot it's bath. ludicrous and then basically drowns her drowns That's her in, in bath. boiling water. Um, yeah it's brilliant and it is totally ripped off in Halloween 2 yes. Halloween 2 I think has got it's a bit more blistery yeah you know, the skin like, hanging off yeah, in Halloween yeah.
0: 2 and this one the skin's just bubbling and she didn't. she's not even dead when he drops her when the girl no. kind of drops her on the floor she's just like she's writing something in the steam on the side of the bath it on the tile and there's a whole convoluted 15 minutes in the film where they're going round well, like
1: the, that yeah the professor goes to yeah. Investigate and discovers the... Yeah,
0: and the cleaner's got... This is the other thing. The cleaner's back in the house yeah. and there's blood everywhere. She's got a cleaner. Surely they send the team in for that, didn't they? Yeah, that's all sorts of evidence. She's cleaning away there with a little sponge. Well, I think the police had been in
1: and done what they needed to do, but that they leave you h- hanging with the cleaner because the camera angle implies that the killer is watching her talking with... Professor yeah, Giordano
0: because it's from a weird distance isn't it it's like yeah. right there, she's, somebody's looking through a window in, and in, talking
1: the professor is the next victim yeah he so figures, it's almost
0: like he figures out who the killer is well he, he he figures out that he's has a conversation with Marcus and he says Marcus because he finds her as well he keeps <laughs> turning up just after people are murdered lucky isn't he surely yeah. the police then would go hang on a minute yeah, this is... <laughs> hang on a minute. But he says to the professor, "I went, looked like she was. Her finger was pointing. Looked like she was writing something." Yeah, that's right. So he goes and has a look. Figures out that it's really hot in that bathroom when the taps are on. Yeah, there's a load of. St- I'll, I'll turn all the taps on and get the st- yeah. steam. And he sees, is it? Can you see what's
1: written? It, you can. All you can make out is that she's written the kit. The it it was. So he, there is a name there, but it doesn't show it, you it. All it shows the audience is that she'd written it was, but he sees it and he knows.
0: What does he say? Does it say to the cleaner? Does he go? I know who the killer is.
1: Well, yeah, he kind of alludes to that. I think near enough. Yeah, He's maybe like, that killer was
0: like, watching through the window and heard him say that. Well, yeah, and
1: next. then the, and then the cleaner. You don't really know what happens to the cleaner because she goes kind of wandering off towards the camera. Yeah, and you never you see it All the blood in the bathroom. Yeah. So, um meanwhile, David Hemmings he ends up investigating the creepy house. Yeah, and we need to talk about the creepy house.
0: Well, it is a creepy house.
1: Oh, it's an awesome location.
0: Is it a famous
1: place? I don't know, but just the just the atmosphere of those shots of him, and it's a lengthy bit him investigating. The empty well, house does
0: he go in there do a bit of investigating and then goes back yeah later
1: a little bit later on but he's there for a whole day to begin with because he finds the mural yeah he finds the creepy mural which has been plastered over yeah and you you're almost led to believe that the killer is there watching him again yeah because there's a bit where a window slams shut and he gets hit with a bit of glass yeah and he's there all long. He's there a long time because the owner and his creepy
0: daughter.
1: No, the caretaker. They are. Yeah, the caretaker and his really, really creepy daughter. Yeah. She, why is she so? Cre- that's no, she's weird. She's murdering
0: animals and Christ knows why, Yeah, isn't. no,
1: that's weird. That her, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's mad. That seemed and like it, a
0: bit of a misdirection. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I have no idea. No what. bearing on anything else.
1: No, not at all. She was just really creepy. And when her dad slaps her. Yeah, really hard. She yeah, and she kind of likes it.
0: Yeah, she's got
1: almost <laughs> some weird green. Oh no, it happens page. all the time. Like, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, strange characters. But they're looking after the house. I think they're he's been just, there I all think day. Like
0: little misdirections, aren't they? Like <laughs> the um, like that bit earlier we spoke about.
1: Yeah, the kind of red herrings yeah. and kind of just trying to wrong foot you. And I mean, it all works. Yeah, it, it works all works really well. Um So it uh so David Hemmings is looking around a creepy house. He finds some evidence.
0: Well, he finds the mural. Yeah, uh, uh, of. A child holding, holding a knife over a body, or someone holding yeah. a knife. It's been done by a child. And
1: there's like a Christmas tree in the background. And I mean, in, in this film, in Deep Red, anything childish is creepy. And yeah. anything to do with childhood, there's that recurring creepy tree, song. Yeah. yeah. That la 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 la. Yeah. Um, really creepy. Um, then we're back to Professor Giordano, who is the guy. He susses out who the killer is due to the frosted up tiling yeah. in the yeah. bathroom.
0: Again, doesn't get on the phone straight away to the, plate, the old Bill. He doesn't seem to know. No, like, yeah, to no, I'm just going to
1: lounge around my library study for a bit. <laughs> I'm going to have a brandy and then have in a the brandy morning, and then in the morning. I'm gonna let the police know what I know. Um, this this, in, this whole sequence in my mind is one of the best horror movie scares of all time. Oh, what the! Yeah, that it's so. Unexpected and it I mean it don't really make any logical sense. No, it
0: doesn't make any sense at all.
1: But it's terrifying, isn't it?
0: Well, yeah, and it's just Did like, it
1: creep you out? You're a grown
0: man. Well, was, Mark, and when you watched it,
1: did it creep it's like, you out? What the fuck? Because I didn't
0: think I rewind I had to rewind it because I didn't realise what the fuck it was coming through the door. I know, I know, it's crazy. The guy's in the uh, in his office and he, he can hear noises like somebody's creeping around and he's he picks up a um an ornamental Letter opener is it or a knife? Well, he's got
1: yeah, he's got like a big dagger. Yeah.
0: On, on his desk, and he's backed again. He's backed right up against the wall, against a shelf, shelf bookshelving. and the door he's looking at bursts open, and it's, it looks like a child runs in. Well, it's a it's a brilliant setup though, isn't it? Because he's he has got like patio
1: doors. Yeah, and there's a patio door open, and you can see the wind blowing the curtain, and the camera really is focused on that door. Again, it's a Something that Carpenter learned from where... Something's going on over here. You're looking at the middle of the frame and then something goes on at one of the wide edges. Um, The professor and the audience is convinced that the killer is outside on the patio, waiting to come through the open door. And... It's, the killer is the killer is a whisperer, isn't it? The killer. There's a few scenes where the killer is whispering.
0: Well, he whispers outside Marcus's door, does not he? Guys. Yeah, so I'll get you later. I'll get you another time.
1: And uh, with the professor, I think there's a bit more whispering. There is a bit on. of
0: whispering. But you don't, I couldn't figure out what was being said.
1: The creepy childhood music that la 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 that's being played again. You can hear that, and you're shown like a long shot widescreen uh, wide angle of the patio doors
0: and <laughs> you're thinking funny. and you're thinking
1: I know it's, it's, oh, no, it's amazing and you're thinking oh okay I know what to expect here the killer is going to burst in and then to the right of screen a closet door pops open and a clockwork child it's a clockwork it's like a ventriloquist dummy isn't it in a Tuxedo, yeah, with um, goofy teeth. It's a creep. It's a really yeah, it's creepy, really, creepy, creepy doll-looking doll, and the way its legs move—well,
0: it's, just, it's the, running towards yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, what yeah. What the fuck is happening? Yeah, it's so creepy, though. It's really well done. because it—it was like, what the hell is that? But, what is that? So that's why, that's
1: that. That's why it's so clever. Because you're expecting a jump, and you get the jump. But it's not the kind of jump you're expecting. It's not a killer. It's not a killer with black gloves in a black fedora. No. It's a completely right. It almost goes into like Saw territory.
0: Yeah. Very um, much so.
1: So uh, the professor, he clubs the doll to, well, you know, death. It's a mechanical yeah. doll, which is really... Illo- it, as much as this film plays by the rules, that's a really illogical... What do you mean? it's just illogical when you find out who the killer is yeah well, it's mental why would they yeah. have mechanical dolls yeah. like that, that like it's not... just purely for the dolls yeah <laughs> <I don't... laughs> so he he uh, fights Wait, well, you know he batters in the mechanical ventriloquist uh, doll yeah and then the killer is hiding again behind him yeah with the f- fire bloody poker, poker. how did he get in there I well, you tell me. Again, that's another it cheats a little bit yeah. there, I think. So uh he gets clubbed over the head. Oh
0: fucking hell. They were gonna do this bit now. Oh it's brilliant. It's oh, oh.
1: brilliant. Um They when they were making the film they were re- they really wanted to kind of place each killing around a fear that everyone has, an everyday fear that yeah. everyone has. Like uh being cut by glass, getting glass in a wound, yeah. um, being scolded, burning yourself really badly, I bashing f- your teeth, oh. on, bashing your front teeth on something oh, Every corner,
0: every spiky metal corner.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. So he gets whacked over the head with a poker, uh, then on the face. killer smashes his front teeth in on the mantelpiece, then on the edge of the desk, Oh. I mean, he gets proper curb stomped, doesn't he? On his... Yeah. And then they use his own ornate letter opener to stab him through the neck.
0: Yeah, and he's dribbling out of his mouth, dead. Yeah. Do you... Does Marcus ever realise he's dead? I don't. I don't. You'd never see him again? No, I don't think he does. I don't think there's any police involved with that or anything. He, should, he could still be there now. He has been. be, made, <laughs> be <amazed laughs> I don't think anyone mentions him again, do they? Maybe I
1: can't quite remember. He was, trying was, they... to, was he
0: trying to phone Marcus, or was Marcus trying to phone him? I can't remember.
1: Like these little details escape me. But I can remember that
0: being it, and then Marcus goes. Remember Marcus comes away. Well, I think. From
1: the re- house. Well, I think really they're they're back to the we're back to the fire then, aren't we? Marcus well, no, not goes. Yet.
0: No, but Marcus he goes, goes back. back. He Realize he, no, he, This is when he realizes about the pictures. Yeah, he realizes there's a, a room. A pitch, a house, that's, a window, sorry, that's been blocked off. It's a hidden room. So there's a hidden room in there. So Real, on we're almost pitch. sort of into gothic horror cat. Like. Yeah, so he goes back. He tries to get in from the outside. And then he kills himself. That's mental, that. Yeah. So so why <laughs> didn't just go inside anyway? <laughs> I know. <laughs> he tries to climb up the outside. That's a moment. thrilling bit of him yeah, almost drops, falling down. Because he down the... drops and catches the legend underneath it. Yeah, yeah, it? yeah, yeah. It's like, what... And then he goes inside and breaks the wall down. He's like, "Why did you do in the first place?" Yeah,
1: it make more sense. He ain't the brightest of <laughs> the heroes. He's got a lot of heart, but right? <laughs> he's he like, he "What are the you doing? Of...
0: Trying to smash away from the wall and up like two stories up
1: outside?" But then earlier on, when he's looking at the mural, when he finds the hidden mural, yeah, there's a scene where he's left, and a bit of it drops away. A bit of the plaster kind of falls away. So you kind of think that that's part of the hidden room there, maybe.
0: Yeah, possibly. No, was that where he started smashing through the wall? No,
1: because I think where he starts smashing, there's a corridor, ain't there? And it just ends. It doesn't end in a door. Like a corridor would normally end in a door, right. but it just ends in a blank wall. And I think he ends up going through there. And uh, ba- you know, basically, we should say. Through investigating this house, which he's come upon through his investigation, he discovers basically uh, that someone's been killed and they've been walled up, um, and the the whole crime scene has just been plastered over, isn't it? so there's, yeah. there's a uh, Christmas, tree Christmas tree still in the corner, covered in cobwebs, and. W- we recognise it as the audience is the scene that we saw mid-credits in the start where the murder occurred and the victim is there he's just been sat on a chair he's dead been dead a long time the whole room is almost like just like a time capsule yeah Um, then
0: it doesn't make sense no well it doesn't make sense not entirely not at all and how do you mean in what regard because because the dead body's still in there Right. Somebody would have had to have <laughs> blocked up that window, yeah. and blocked it up and plastered over that wall. Well, I, I guess the implica- when you look at when you find, well, I guess out-
1: the implication is that the killer did that. It seems hard to believe when you find out who yeah, the killer exactly. is. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I know. Okay, That's a, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, And yeah. painted over the outside of the house. Yeah. How long that caretaker care- care- been there? Didn't he go? Well, there used to be a window there. And you, in the, <laughs> and the
1: and well, yeah, but yeah. even the, even the author lady that had taken pictures of the house and written the story about the myth about the murder and the person screaming. Yeah. Did they not look round the house when they'd taken no. pictures? Or, but when they took the picture, the house wasn't there. The secret room wasn't there. Yeah. So they took the picture before the myth had happened that they were right in the, Article yeah. in the story about,
0: yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it doesn't make
1: sense. It does, okay, that's a gap in logic. Maybe it was just lost in translation because we're not Italian, yeah,
0: maybe. But it, he's he breaks the wall down and sees this dead body in there and he's backing away in horror, yeah, yeah, and he gets a whack on the back of the head, yeah, and then gently laid down on the floor, yeah. And the room is set, the house is set on fire, the whole house it? on fire, yeah. Well, he just couldn't well, kind of just batter him to death, well. Like, like, like they had with all the <laughs> other victims.
1: Because we don't know who was doing it. What? Well, there were two, as we will reveal, yeah. there are two kind of antagonists. Yeah. And one of them isn't as deadly as the other.
0: I think they're both deadly. They've both murdered. I don't have they? Yeah. I don't know that they have. Yeah, they have. Okay. We'll get
1: to that in a minute. Yeah, okay. So, uh, yeah, he's dragged out of the house. It's on fire. He's lucky to have survived. The film is clever to paint, to paint Gianna, the journalist. There's a brief moment where you, where you go, think, oh, it could be is it her? Is yeah. she doing it? And she... For that brief bit when she's got him out of the house, she's not quite acting herself. She's,
0: no. she's not her normal... So it's trying to do another trick
1: on you. Yeah, it's trying to pull another bit of a trick on you there, making you think that she's the killer. Um... They go back to the the caretaker's home with his creepy, weird-ass daughter that likes putting pins in lizard necks. Yeah. They go back to their home Have you seen what she does to lizards? It's
0: creepy. Yeah, yeah it's <laughs> creepy. No, I have. that what the caretaker says. Yeah, yeah. yeah have you yeah, seen yeah. what she does to lizards? She's not the full ticket, mate.
1: Well, he, well David Hemmings finds the picture, doesn't he? Yeah, he finds a copy the, of the picture. Pretty much a copy. And the little girl reveals that she'd seen it at school. So it leads... To uh, to David Hemmings and uh, the reporter, Gianna, they go to the school.
0: Straight away, at night, and it's unlocked. And it's a proper <laughs> creepy school. It's another really Why is it creepy...
1: Open? I think they break in, but it's a really creepy... Well, location. there was nothing the
0: Micken schools in the 70s, was there? It was just, like, chalk and books.
1: Schools at night are inherently oh, creepy, it. aren't they? Just yeah, inherent... yeah, yeah. It's a, a creepy-ass place. Um, so, during the investigation, basically... Uh Marcus susses it out. Yeah. Uh Gianna gets stabbed. Yeah. There's more there's a drawing on a chalkboard of like a doll hanging Yes. it up. Where's well, more childhood motif, yeah, loss of innocence,
0: that kind of stuff. Um Big reveal. Big reveal. It's Carlo. It's Carlo, but you don't know why. Uh at this point. No, not really. No, you don't know why. But he'd worked it out.
1: David Hemmings had worked it out. Marcus had worked it out because he'd he'd gone to the school. He'd realised that the paintings had been done by Carlo. Yeah. He realised that Carlo was obviously part of the house where the body had been found. Carlo uh, confronts Marcus. The police, up till now, the totally buffoonish police force, yeah. suddenly get their act together. They turn up in the nick of time. They save Marcus. Carlo escapes. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> doesn't it go I a little bit, that bit? And that a little Think bit, it goes, like, it goes a bit carry on. It's almost like Naked Gun, isn't <laughs> it? it? Is. And the way Carlo
0: meets his demise, well, uh, it, I mean, he climbs it, over it's, a wall. It's funny. He, he's they're shooting at him and they're just missing him. And he jumps down from the wall, and he backs out into the road. And it's telegraphed like you wouldn't believe. There's two happy guys. Well, not really. You're driving a big. Lorry, this coming? Driving a big lorry, and you think, oh, this is going He's going to get run over. He's just going to get run over. Oh no, that'd but be too just simple. Just He just it kind of sideswipes him. He just walks into the side. He room. kind of turns around and walks into the side of the. Yeah, he gets line. a whack, and then he does. He gets tangled up in.
1: He gets hooked up in some rope. Which is hanging off the back of the lorry. He gets dragged through the streets of Rome.
0: Yeah, and the lorry's going too fast. It's going way too yeah, fast. Yeah,
1: and it takes a corner a bit sharpish. He gets really kind of hurled into like the kerb. Yeah. Smashes his head. He's in a bad way. But still C- alive. Barely still alive. The truck bows along. He's still being dragged across the cobble. It goes on
0: for ages. It, it? <laughs> is
1: like, like making yeah, a good yeah. level of like, it is a comedy death scene. One of the drivers thinks something's up. The driver stops. Carlo's led in the road. He's bleeding. He's really not in a bad way. You hear a car approaching.
0: That's telegraphed. Big time. But then we get one of the be- but then we get
1: one of the best exploding heads of all time. And we didn't mention it when we were talking about great
0: exploding heads. No, we didn't, no. And this is
1: a great one. A car just runs right over the top of Carlo's head. Yeah, didn't see him. It's funny. <laughs> it's That's like
0: right. splat.
1: Like, he could have just run out in front of the lorry to begin yeah. with. <laughs> and <laughs> that <laughs> happened.
0: Instead we get a ten
1: little... minute him dragged.
0: It was a little bit Benny Hill, wasn't
1: it? Yeah. I like that. I like that. Um, so then we then we also discover that Dario Nicolodi's character, the reporter, she's alive. She's alive. She's going to survive. She's you know she's had a traumatic experience, but she's going to pull through. Marcus has an epiphany. David Hemmings goes home. Marcus yeah. goes home. He has an He's in the piazza again. He does have an epiphany.
0: What's his epiphany? Do you want me to tell you? Carlos couldn't have done all the murders. Carlos couldn't have done the murders because because I real to be fair I realised the same time as him oh really yeah I went oh yeah because he was in the you didn't think already he was in the did it come did the actual
1: killer come as a little bit of a surprise to you
0: a little bit yeah okay the actual yeah
1: I mean they really do misdirect you mercilessly yeah um Basically, spoiler alert: the killer turns out to be Carlos's mum, Marta. Yeah, who we meet a few times through the film, and she's always really kind of um, she's disregarded by the audience and Marcus. It's a bit of a thicko. A crazy kook, you know? She's got dementia or something. She's just not a threat. Yeah,
0: um, which again is kind of good. He doesn't realize this until he goes. He goes back into the Helga's. Apartment, yeah, and he's looking, he's still confused about this picture.
1: What did he see? What was it that, what, yeah, he, he saw, real,
0: he realized he didn't see a picture, a painting, he saw a mirror with a face in it. And yeah. obviously, the and now one, we're
1: back to what you said earlier, yeah, it doesn't cheat. Earlier on, when he does run into the apartment, yeah. she is there. Right. She is there. It doesn't cheat. And that's what I love about this film. Um, I, I love all, loads about this film. But as many gaps in logic as it takes, it and it really bends it with the audience, yeah. it really asks the audience to kind of be like, oh, okay. But on that central thing, it, it, it doesn't there. cheat. She is there. If you go back now and watch it again in slow motion, you see the murderer... As when he does, it's only brief, yeah, really quick. But she's there, Um and that—that's a clever, that's a clever thing really, to do. Yeah, in a yeah film. it is. It is. Um, you know, so I don't feel cheated. No, you're not. It doesn't cheat you at all. She's there. Well, it
0: turns out that you have a bit of a flashback. She explains that the murder that you saw—this is the other issue I had with it. It's only it's like when you see the first see the, the first murder that's in the credits, yeah. The person doing the stabbing is on the right of the person who was getting stabbed. Okay. Christmas tree's on the right of the screen. Yeah. And then the child walks in from the right. Yeah. Okay. When you see what happened, well basically what happens is that her when they were Carlos was a child, she'd been struggling mentally her husband was going to take her to a mental hospital and she wasn't having it. Pretty vague, isn't it? It That's that's basically all you get. That is all you get, isn't
1: it? Yeah. And she kills the husband.
0: He's walking towards Carlos and the Christmas tree and she comes up behind him. So that uh, silhouette would have been the other way round. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah well, yeah, well right alright,
1: that's a that's a real fine hair that you're picking there. I don't
0: right? pick it. We got we got this, what we're here we for. Well yeah, okay, I understand what you are but but basically, yeah, She killed Carlos's father yeah. in front of him, that's what traumatized him. That's why
1: he's an alcoholic. That's why he's, drunk. Drunk. he's an alcoholic. Nothing to do with him being gay. No. He just can't handle them. And he's obviously I don't you were saying earlier you think he may have killed. I don't think, I think, he, think he has. He,
0: I think he's I think he's killed people to protect his mother
1: possibly yeah but
0: but we don't I we think, don't know. I think he's I think he killed well maybe he didn't kill anyone but he, he attacked Marcus possibly
1: Well, he does at the end he shows up with a gun yeah, but he um, didn't
0: attack him does he? he he he's not the killer
1: he's not no. the, he's not the person that Um, Olman Helga Olman identifies no uh, no no no. comes across it. it's his mum
0: and then what happens there's a great scene at the end
1: oh yeah the whole lift necklace yeah
0: I mean she confronts him in the Helga's apartment yeah um she explains everything and then he tries to run away she attacks him with the cleaver yeah um she, does she trip when her necklace goes into the elevator? Well,
1: yeah, but yeah, basically her necklace gets caught up in the elevator. And Hemmings
0: turns it on. Yeah, right, well, yeah. <laughs> and well, it goes she, down. oh well, yeah, don't blame him. I mean, she was going to kill him with a mink cleaver. Yeah, on. and she's got the thickest, strongest necklace. It is a big, <laughs> yeah, 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 bat. yeah. The,
1: And it just... You'd think it'd break. You'd think break, the necklace it? would break, <laughs> but takes, no, it doesn't break. It goes really.
0: through everything. It goes through bone like butter. Well, yeah, you don't really see that, but yeah, it takes a red off. Even then I thought, whoa. It's a really, again, it's
1: the 70s, so it's a real bleak ending, isn't it? You just see him stare, there's a puddle of blood on the floor. Yeah. And and it's just him staring into the blood.
0: Yeah.
1: Five stars.
0: Um. Yeah, five stars.
1: I can't believe you've never seen it before. No, I've never seen it before. I'm so glad I've introduced you to the marvels of... Profondo Rosso.
0: Oh, it's very good. It's a horror genre classic, Mark. It is. It's really good. I really enjoyed it. Oh, we'll probably watch more. I want to see more with David Hemmings in. I get him confused with Hugh Will Bennett. So you've got that... Similar. They both look... They've like, got those eyes. they got those... It looks they like got bags under their eyes. I've never
1: seen... Um, I've never seen Blow Up, actually.
0: No, nor have I. In... And... <laughs> the only other thing I can think he's in is... Um, yeah, 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 he was a lot, lot, lot
1: older. I got a feeling he may have turned up in other Italian yeah. shallow films, but. Um,
0: I think he's in a few Italian films.
1: Yeah. I mean, Blow Up, I think what puts me off watching Blow Up now is that I, kn- I know it's one of those films where it's a mystery which isn't
0: resolved. Right. Which. Get some
1: and, well, I mean, there are plenty of films like that that I love. I mean, Zodiac, you know, I mean, that's never been resolved. Um, so there are plenty of films like that that I do like. But um, Blow Up was Blow Up was very much painted as an anti anti Jallo film. So right. every, you know everything that a jalo film was. This was trying to kind of be the opposite of and. Uh, I love giallo films, so I don't know that I want to watch an anti-giallo
0: film. No, I'll tell you what, I might watch it.
1: Yeah, I, I probably would. And I mean, De Palma took the idea. I mean, I think Blow Up centres around the idea of a photograph, isn't it? And contained within the photograph is a possible solution to a murder. Yeah. And then De Palma used it in his John Travolta movie, Blow Out. Blow Out. Uh, which is all to do with sound yeah. recording. Blowout is awesome. Have you seen Blowout? Not for a long time. That's brilliant. That's a really really good movie. It's probably one. It's probably De Palma's best best movie, mate. Arguably, right. Um, so yeah, I should probably see Up. Okay. So yeah. Anyway. So yeah. Deep Red. Deep Red. I horror. Reckon. Slash a horror
0: classic. Right, should we wrap this up now? Okay, I'm wrapping it up. Five stars. Five stars. We'll not do a book nook this week. We'll save that for next week. We're we'll not doing a book nook? No, 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 no. Okay, how are you getting on with Moby Dick? Ah, oh, still got about nine hours to go. Nine hours oh, of Moby Dick, that's really hard. I can't take another nine hours of dick unless my nine hours are left. Um, do you feel well
1: submerged in the world of... 18th century way yeah it's too much
0: mate it's, it's a it's a struggle okay. I'm going to start talking like quick quack call me Ishmael oh. anyway let's send it on a high thank you Jamie thanks Mark good thanks night. listener listener <laughs> thanks listeners bye Gamian Fortress, Betamax Dungeon.